Life is short and miserable. Yay! Eat pizza and ice cream and chips. Mm-hmm. Anything that makes you happy. He's a mess. They're, okay, the dog is crying, you guys. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. I love dogs, but these two little needies. Don't tell them. What number is this? I didn't do the one thing I was oh. supposed to do. Oh, <laughs> it's like okay. every week. I would never do it. What happened? Oh, 21. The card game Blackjack. Mm. Also, the 21 pilots. <laughs> 21. A lot of things. Mm. Oh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 9 plus 10. 21. <laughs> That's the first one. Then, the age at which Americans arrive late to the party. <laughs> 21 is a sign from your angels of advancement and success, about unity, fulfillment, and happiness. Look at us. It's about time. Yeah, <laughs> we, we deserve do. it. We do. It's a sign to put trust in your angel, and you will be able to manifest your desires in every aspect of your life. Hmm. I feel like that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than what we've had recently. Yeah, that is a nice one. Hopefully someone out there is vibing with 21. Yeah. So this episode... Of instead of sleeping. God, I'm sorry. Did you hear the dog toy squeak as soon as yes. I said that? We are talking about. In, uh, in- <laughs> Should we try again? This week we're going every other. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. This week we are. Copy. Oh. <laughs> you're gonna say this week on. Oh. <laughs> I'm through with you. I'm ready for this. Okay. Right. Um. This week we are talking about insurance fraud. Wait. <laughs> no. Motivation. Crimes. Crimes. <laughs> uh, we yay. got it. Yeah. If you didn't catch that, yeah. rewind. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm I'm starting. Yes, you always I think that's how it works. Start true <laughs> crime. crime. Despite yeah. how often. It does feel like I start all the time. Yeah, but it's okay. So, got this info from Oxygen and Ooh-hoo! CNBC. Nice. So Sources. Yeah. Use them. Yes. APA style. Yay. Um, which we didn't do, but, but it's we fine. support. So a Cleveland firefighter named Lieutenant William Walker was described as a loving man. I just, whenever someone's described that way, I'm like, something's going to happen. <laughs> That's how it always starts. This great guy murdered 27 this people. This amazing person. Wait, I'm sure he was pretty this might, this might throw you for a loop. Well, they're either the victim or the criminal. <laughs> So his longtime girlfriend, Yoloma Curry. Curry? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's spelled C-U-R-R-Y. It could be pronounced differently, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, she revealed that she had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And that she wouldn't be able to afford treatments. And so he agreed to marry her for insurance purposes. Yeah. They were married in a private ceremony at the Cleveland, Ohio courthouse. Shortly after that, they bought a house in the suburbs, and they moved away from the inner city to escape the escalating crime rate. But, unfortunately, didn't really help. Crime was in their backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Crime was right there. Isn't that like the world's worst movie? Uh, November 3rd of 2013, uh, the 911 dispatch center received a frantic call reporting that Walker had been fatally shot in his driveway. Hmm. When first responders arrived, they found Walker bleeding profusely, and his wife was hysterically tending to him. 
Um, at the scene, the police found 9mm shell casings, which they submitted for DNA testing. And throughout the course of the investigation, there were several leads. Um, however, kind of hit a wall until December of 2014, when there was a cash reward offered for any information. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, finally, I can... Uh, Woo! I've been holding this forever, yeah. guys. You'll never believe. I've just been waiting for this cash <laughs> offer. Know, without money, ain't worth it. Yeah. Um, so Enrique Ramos, Ramos, sorry, Enrique Ramos, I'm sure that's how you pronounce that, came forward to tell the police that his friend, Isaiah Solomon, had been approached by another friend. Hang in there with me. This is Enrique told police that his friend, Isaiah Solomon, had been approached by another friend. Chad Padgett? Uh, Padgett? Padgett? Padgett is what I'd say. Padgett? Okay, by another friend, Chad Padgett, who offered... Padgett. 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 Just say (laughs) say them all like they're French. Chad Padgett. Padgett. Who offered Solomon... It was in Cleveland. (laughs) Okay, I feel like I need to read this one over again, because it's, it's like, really confusing. So, Enrique... (laughs) All right. Enrique came forward to tell police that his friend Isaiah had been approached by another friend, Chad, <laughs> who offered who offered Isaiah money to carry out Walker's murder. So Isaiah Solomon confirmed the story to law enforcement and told the police whom Chad Paget <laughs> told him he was working for. And that happened to be dun, 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 his girlfriend's mother, Yoloma Curry Walker. None other than his wife. I want to say I was surprised. <laughs> um, but. It's expected. That hit me like a yellow bus going 50 miles per hour straight at me. And I loved it. <laughs> um, there's not really not like a whole lot to the I thought you were saying that's so the end of the story. I was the like. end. Goodbye. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> Insurance based um, crime. Motivated. So, How do you think of that word? Yeah, insurance-based. <laughs> insurance-based, Uh So, upon reviewing his cell phone records, they found that, um, communi- communication between Padgett, his girlfriend, a woman named Jacqueline Hines, and a third person, Ryan Doherty. This seems like a lot of people involved. That's the thing. Is like, I'm not saying I know how to like commit the perfect crime or that I ever would. But, like, don't you think the number one would be, like, the least amount, least of, people amount of people involved? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like the more people that are involved, the more likely that someone's yeah. going to slip up. Anyway, so Doherty lived in the same neighborhood as the Walkers and was a known thief. <laughs> Always the easy ones to the persuade thieves. into murder. Thievery. They're like, they ain't got nothing else going for me. Thievery leads to murder. Yeah, it's like a gateway drug, so stay away. (laughs) It's a gateway drug to crime. (laughs) (laughs) So after discovering this, the police subpoenaed uh, Curry Walker's phone and financial records and found that she had accumulated a significant amount of debt prior to the murder. Weird. Coincidence. Who'd have thunk? I know, right? (laughs) And she was then brought in for questioning. And during questioning, she claimed that they weren't in financial difficulty. They can see Which, it. Right. It's one of those things where, like, they ask you a question, but they know the answer, so that's yeah. how they trap you. Is like, 
get you to say the wrong answer, then they're like, I guess, ha you killed him. <laughs> like, literally. Just like that. Boom. Yeah. That's, Maybe, how, I, that's um, how I work when I investigate. <laughs> when, uh, when I was on the police force. Yeah. Back in my day. Back in my day. Um, I feel like you could be like, well, that's a subjective question. It could be a lot worse. I could have double the amount of debt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, she could, if she were smart, she could yeah, <laughs> come up with a lot of things. Um, but another weird thing, and she had mentioned that she hadn't gone to the doctor since, which is strange well, because since she, she found out is diagnosed with cancer. No, since he uh, oh. passed away, but like she has breast cancer, so what the heck? Does you she really though? Would be going to the doctor, right? I mean, I um, I don't I don't go to the doctor, so I can't. <laughs> Probably they, not. <laughs> they found that she wasn't receiving chemotherapy or taking any medication, and there was no real evidence that she even had breast cancer. Listen, when you first said that, I'm like, she doesn't have it. Don't believe her, dude. Don't believe her. Women are liars. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't even, like, argue with me. You're like, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to bring up a point. She's a, you know, a cancer patient. I wouldn't, like, not quite, like, I probably wouldn't question it. But then I'm like... No, I kind of did, like, immediately. Given the situation. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to. Well, the fact that we're talking about murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, Walker's daughter, so, Lieutenant Walker, her husband, so, like, her stepdaughter. Actually, can you repeat that? Yeah. I just remembered, like, in, like, recordings, you're usually quieter than me. Ooh. I, probably because I yell Well, I think I do a lot of this, too, and I don't really Yeah. <laughs> I forget that we're actually talking, like, to something. I forget that you guys are here. You're so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Speak up every once in a while. Uh, Walker's daughter, Melody, disclosed to police that Walker admitted to her before the diagnosis that he was still in love with his ex. So, real kicker there. Oh my god. Um, and investigators concluded that Curry Walker had lied about having breast cancer to expedite Walker's proposal. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Good to talk to I know, right? Even <laughs> I, I figured that just... out in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, after monitoring... Paget's cell phone, police discovered that he had sent a text that read, I can't wait, we have a body shortly after (laughs) his time of death. Oh my god. Now, okay, like I said, I don't know how to commit the perfect crime. (laughs) Not that way. I would not, and I have not, but let me tell you. One, you've already got like 27 people involved (laughs) in this, and then- you just flat out text, we have a body. Like, there should have been a code yeah. thing you said if you wanted to inform them. I mean, so detectives in- interrogated Paget and took a DNA sample, which was a match to DNA found on the shell casings. Oh my surprise, god. Surprise, surprise. I literally, like, jumped. I was so surprised. <laughs> you guys wish you could see it. I know. And in August of 2015, he was arrested for complicity to commit murder. Hmm. He had told the police that Curry Walker approached him and Hines to find someone to kill Walker, who she claimed was physically abusing her. What? Yeah. So it's like, okay, not they didn't do... Even if he was really abusing her, I it, it would not be justified. But I get on their part where maybe they're like, you know, I want to save this woman. Still not good. Murder is never good, folks, as we have learned several times. Either is abuse. Don't podcast. do that. Well, yes. Don't lie about abuse. Right. Don't lie about cancer. Basically, this is an awful woman. Basically, don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is this woman should probably burn in hell. <laughs> so 
Sorry. I mean, it is against the Ten Commandments, so if you... <laughs> well, I mean, she lied about breast cancer, she lied about her husband abusing her, and she killed him. So... <laughs> and she killed him! Which is a big no-no, too, if yeah. we're really so getting I'm into... Just, I'm just saying... Not not a nice lady. <laughs> I like how it went from like, yeah, she was guilty to she deserves to go to hell. <laughs> I don't believe in the court system. I only believe well, in I'm the final judgment. Father, I'm, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm saying like these people that helped her. Yeah. I like, I don't like sympathize with them, but I. Or they were just saying that to save Yeah, or they also wanted some money. I don't know. Oh, yeah, fair. So. <laughs> pay out. Why would you kill someone without pay out? True. Unless you're one of those idiots. Uh, when Solomon declined the offer, so like I had said, Enrique Ramos yeah. contacted his friend Isaiah Solomon, who contacted, who contacted Chad Padgett. <laughs> who well, contacted Chad? So, uh, Enrique contacted Isaiah, who contacted Chad. Yes. So who- we at least know that Enrique and and Isaiah are at least like, they at least have some right mind because they both did not want to do it. <laughs> They're like, no, I know a guy. Cause yeah, because when so when Solomon had declined the offer, Paget approached a man named. Cri- oh my God! Wait, sorry, backtrack. I forgot. There's like ten other people involved. Oh my God! <laughs> so so Enrique said, "Hey Solomon," or said, "Hey Isaiah, what's up?" Hey Solomon sounds start, like a so really sorry. bad okay like, religious song, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So Enrique's like, "Hey Isaiah." You want to do this? And he's like, no, but I know my friend Chad. So then Chad's like... <laughs> no, but Chad will. No, no, no. Because then he's like... Oh. Chad was like, okay, yeah. Like, he said, yeah, I'll do it. But then he brings in his girlfriend... God damn it, Chad. Jacqueline. Oh, my God. And Ryan Doherty. <laughs> so then, come to find out when Solomon or Isaiah had declined the offer... Paget approached a man named Christopher Vane, who contacted another friend, which is Ryan Doherty. Did they really think no one would share any of this information? Right, exactly. And you would think, I mean... You say no, you're like, no, I don't even know a guy. Right. <laughs> I feel like I gotta read this over and over again. Enrique no, just Enrique said, just knew a guy who knew, knew a guy. Yeah. yeah. No, Enrique, yeah, knew this guy, Isaiah, Isaiah who, who had been Chad. approached by Chad. Wait, Isaiah was approached by Chad? Yeah. Why did Chad approach Isaiah? Chad was going to give Isaiah money to carry out Walker's murder. I said it right the first time, but then when I was saying it here, I was thinking Enrique was the one who was first approached, but he wasn't. He just came forward to the police and said that his friend, he like turned his friend in and said, hey, I know my friend was approached by this guy who was approached by this guy. Oh, okay. That makes a lot yeah, more yeah, yeah. sense. Okay, I was thinking you. at this point that Enrique was like involved, but he really wasn't. He yeah, was just that's what I thought. Okay. His friend. Yeah. Ouch. But then I'm like, Damn. now they freaking brought in another person because this. Like, why would you tell your friend, "Hey, man, I was approached by this guy." And he you asked know, me to kill I would one hundred percent tell you that. <laughs> that's true. But I'd be like, "Okay, well, someone just approached me to murder someone," and you'd be like. I mean, only you would probably only say that if you weren't going to do it, though. Like, who's like, oh, and yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the money. <laughs> Dude, 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. So we have determined that Paget yes. contacted Solomon. But when Solomon declined, so he's also one that's like, you know, probably not a good idea. So he declines the offer. So then Paget approaches a man named Christopher Vane. Who then contacted his friend, Doherty. And Doherty's the one that lives in the neighborhood. Stop the contacting people. Doherty is a thief that lives in the neighborhood. <laughs> the scoundrel. But the weird thing is, is like, I don't know if Paget and Doherty, like, went together. 
to mm-hmm. actually do the shooting because they found Paget's like fingerprints on the shell casings, I mean, and he's the ones who sent it. the he's the one who sent the text. We have a body, but then they act like Doherty was very involved. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people. That's for sure. <laughs> too many to too keep many, track of. Too many that know what's going on here. If you're gonna murder someone, one other person at most. Yeah. Like, maybe someone that could help you, but, like, they'd have to be a, like, solid friend. So, Curry Walker told her co-conspirators that once Walker was dead, she would be able to collect on his $100,000 life insurance policy and pay them for their, uh... (laughs) Services. For their services. Do you think you can hire a hitman in Mexico for, um, I think... The cheapest price that sells like eight hundred dollars. I don't think it'd be a good hitman. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Sounds like some pretty sloppy work. But... <laughs> That'd be like if you were hired as a hitman. But you know, yeah. you know I'll do it for like... fifty bucks. <laughs> I'm on it. What drives me nuts about this is a hundred thousand dollars is not a lot for one person. You got like twenty twenty people involved in this, yeah. and you're gonna have to try to like pay them all out. Yeah, and yeah, when you're dealing with people that like know your business, even if they didn't help. They can threaten you with, yeah. I'll go to the police. <laughs> like Enrique could have been like, I'll go to the police if you don't give me $20,000. <laughs> You're anyway. in debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's got to pay off all that debt too, so it's like. No, I'm saying like, you're in debt from like, owing people money. Well, yeah, to like, yeah. But I just crimes. mean like, what, what is $100,000? $100,000 is not worth. Like if you have this system down pat, like there's people that have like. Three dead husbands, like black widow killers. Yeah. They get caught, but, but you know what? For the most part, if they kept their mouth probably like wouldn't have to work or anything, just live off. Of <laughs> I don't know. They keep dying. I yeah. don't know what's happening. As you're drinking like shit yeah. in, a, a, in your mansion. With fur, you're like, Yeah. I don't know. Uh so this was kind of funny though. So she was killing him or having someone kill him yeah. to collect on this life insurance. But little did she know, his ex wife was still the beneficiary. <laughs> and she wouldn't receive a dime. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you, I hope it was worth uh, it. If I were, I'd be so pissed yeah. off. Like, I would, I'd be like, are you flipping kidding me? Uh, police arrested Curry Walker, Paget, Hines, Hayne, and Doherty and charged all of them with aggravated murder and, murder and cons- conspiracy and two account... I'm going to read this. I don't know why I said aggravated murder, murder, conspiracy. Doesn't that seem like a lot? Um, That sounds exactly what my head is. Like, what what's moving <laughs> what's through my head at every time, all day. As you can see, when I try to say something, I told my, I was at my therapy appointment today, and she goes, 98% of the time, you talk, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like I have no idea what you're going to say. Expect. She's like... I'm like, is that, like, normal? She's like, no. Like, literally every person, I can tell what they're going to say next. I have no idea what you were going to say. <laughs> um, police arrested Curry Walker, Paget, Hines, Hayne, and Doherty, and charged all of them with aggravated murder, murder, conspiracy, and two counts of felonious assault? Felonious, yeah. It's a funny word. Have you never heard felonious before? No. Felonious behavior? No. I it's mean, like felony. Like felony yeah. I know, but like felonious. I've never. It I sounds get... like it sounds like a body part. <laughs> you're felonious. <laughs> your felonious is connected to your tibia. Yeah. I um can't believe you never heard the word felonious before. No, I don't think uh, people. Given your used it, background, 
I've never heard it in any crime story. I say background, I mean your research into crime. <laughs> Not like you no, have... No, I was a police officer. Oh, yeah. Now. I'm sorry. I was... Actually, I was referencing to your felonious youth, but... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were... Um, I thought you were admitting my police officer... Well, no, that was word, after your felonious youth. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so I grew out of it. Yeah. And I and started you saw to the do errors, good. You saw the errors of your way and decided to correct it. Yeah. And then you gave up I, right to the baking Because you know what? I knew how the mind worked. <laughs> Listen, I've been there. What crimes did you commit? I used to speed. <laughs> 60 miles per hour on a 55? I got 20 tickets back in my day. <laughs> Parking tickets at the local community college. <laughs> so, Heinz was a juvenile at the time and was sentenced under juvenile guidelines, only receiving a month in detention. What? For I murder? mean, he wasn't really like the biggest still. player in the game but yeah still a month month oh my god in 2017 curry walker served trial and she was found guilty on all counts good she was sentenced to life in prison without Oof. the possibility of parole Oof. also good uh pageant pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter with conspiracy and was sentenced to 28 years doherty pled guilty to aggravated murder and was sentenced to 23 years to life and Hayne pled to aggravated murder and conspiracy and was sentenced to 18 years. The way I see it, even if you want to murder someone, it's just not worth it. No. Like, I mean, that's your whole life. That My thing is, like, I don't know. I hear all of these stories and never once does it go well. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you involved. have the story. But, like, okay, sure. But even if, like... The Golden State Killer who went however many years living a normal life. And one, I'm sure he still went through some shit. Yeah, I just, not worth it. Like, mentally. Two, not worth it. Yeah, like, all the effort you have to put in. I don't even want to get up in the morning to planning that. And plus, like, murder would be a lot easier if it were, like, the 1920s. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I... Like, I don't condone murder, but if I was going to be a murderer, maybe then. Now? Hell no. No. Yeah. A lot of work. You always get caught. A lot of money, usually. Mm-hmm. Never does it go well for anyone involved. It's not worth it, y'all. And, like, I, I don't know. I just don't get how you could, like, I mean, a lot of people. Imagine not if you ama- put that commitment towards, like. To doing something good. Other stuff. For like, thing- even if it's, yeah. like, not good. Yeah. You're just, like. Bananas. I'm exhausted on a daily basis, and I do nothing. I'm exhausted at the I sit thought at the of doing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, that was a good an, story, an though. interesting one, yeah. yeah. I just really liked the twist. I just really liked the uh, 59 people involved. Yeah, that too. Yeah, sorry if that was confusing for anyone. Hopefully we can... It was can... confusing for us, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we can cut this in a way that makes it <laughs> less confusing, because I was bouncing all over the place trying to figure out who was who. It's good. It's good. But, anyway... Speaking of crimes being easier to commit in the 20s. I thought you were going to say, speaking of insurance-motivated <laughs> Speaking <crimes>. of insurance-motivated crimes. <laughs> Usually that's way that funny. <laughs> I mean, that is the theme, I mean, right? <laughs> I know you've heard of him, but do you remember much about Michael Malloy? I do not remember okay. much. Okay. So Michael Malloy... I don't remember Malloy, much of anything. Ever. <laughs> You're lucky I remembered we're here. Yeah. We're recording. So, Michael Malloy was also known as Mike the Durable, Iron Mike Malloy, Irish Rasputin, and the Juggernaut. So, Michael Malloy was an Irish immigrant born in 1873 who lived in New York City during the Great Depression. Speaking of committing murders during the 20s. (laughs) 
That's so there right. were over 30 attempts made on his life, okay? He's a now you know why he got his name, Mike the Durable. <laughs> He's pretty damn durable. <laughs> Sounds like it. So, in January 1933, Malloy was an unemployed, alcoholic, homeless man. This just does not sound like someone I'd want to kill. <laughs> nope. He had been a... 30 fi- times. 30, 30 times. Uh, so he had been a fireman at one point, but during the Depression, he worked as a janitor for the most part, uh, just picking up jobs when he wasn't drinking. It was hard for him to keep down a job because he was a raging alcoholic. When he wasn't sitting at home drinking, he was also working. <laughs> so uh, most of the bars in the area had stopped serving Michael because... He wasn't paying his tabs because he had no money. Wow. But he still went into Marino's bar daily and would, like, convince affluent customers to buy him drinks. Mm. I should say, Marino's speakeasy, sorry. It's cooler. What a little swindler. Yeah, and they just found him charming with his Irish accent and char- stories, <laughs> which would be me. I'd be like, I'll buy you all the drinks you want. So, Tony Marino, who was the proprietor of the speakeasy... And Joseph Murphy, also known as Red, was a former chemist, then the bartender at Marino's. Francis Pasqua was an undertaker. Hershey Green was a taxi driver. And Daniel Kreisberg decided that they would murder... There's also a lot of names. Yes, Sorry. five people <laughs> five. also involved. Decided they would kill Malloy and collect the life insurance. They were later, later known as the Murder Trust. Mm. It's a pretty cool name. What a name. What they decided to do is um, the same thing that they had actually done to Marino's girlfriend formerly. Mm-hmm. She got drunk and they took her to a room, stripped her, poured water over her, and left the windows open so she froze to death. What? And, yeah. That is such a weird... Well, because then, because it's hard to like... Right. They were thinking, man. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> they received um, $800 in life insurance or 15000 today. Wow. Not a lot, but during the Depression, it probably yeah, was probably. So with the I help, mean, the guys, the guys just working odd jobs between drinking and. No, that wasn't him. That no, wasn't, I oh. just mean like to show you the times. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> the sign of the times. The yeah. sign of the times. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure these guys <laughs> were going. Guys sure, great. these guys were going through it too. Yeah. So with the help of an insurance agent, they placed three policy under the name three policies under the name of Nicholas Malloy. Uh, with the hopes of collecting $35,000, which today would be 67000 hmm. Split between five people, it's like 10000 <sighs> That's even less than these guys. <laughs> but in the Depression. Yeah, okay. I guess. That's true. And they would receive that if Malloy died of an accidental death. Hmm. And they decided that they would claim he was Murphy's brother. And they got Malloy to sign the life insurance policies uh, by saying that Marino was running for local office. And Malloy signed that like to support him. That is so crappy. Isn't that so mean? He's just being a nice I guy. Know. He's like, I'll support you. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Marino told Matt Malloy that he had unlimited credit at the bar in hopes that Sounds Malloy right. would drink himself to death. That was the plan. Well, I mean, in that way, it's not their worst idea because, like you said, one, that's no way to yeah. pin it on them. But two... The guy would be doing it to himself, so it's like, really? That's pretty good plan. Except, would do it, it anyway. was Mike the Durable. And Mike proceeded to just do shot after shot of whiskey for the entire day without anything happening for a week straight. Oh my god. So he then this on... guy has to pay his, like, $600 yeah. beer tab. Yeah, basically. So, Marino's at the point, like, he's too. costing me money. Right. Like, this can't happen anymore. So, they asked Murphy, the former chemist, what they should do. And Murphy goes, oh, we could give him the antifreeze. Hmm. So, what they did is they gave him a few shots of whiskey. 
And then they, so that he was, you know, feeling good. A little tipsy. Then switched it to antifreeze, telling Malloy that they got some new stuff in. Malloy downed the shot, commented on how smooth it tasted, and asked for a refill. Oh my <laughs> god. They're like, sure, here you go. Yeah. They gave him half a dozen shots of straight antifreeze. Oh my god. So he then fell on the floor, passed out on the floor. The undertaker examined him and said he'd be dead within an hour based on his heartbeat. Wow. Well, Malloy they, didn't they do that. were wrong. Malloy didn't do that. Wow. He, uh, he fell asleep. He took, took a quick nap. He, he wakes up. That was the best sleep of my <laughs> life. Let's do it again. Three hours later, he woke up. He stood up and said, I apologize for sleeping on the floor and told them he was thirsty. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> is like, insane. This is insane. Like, literally. It's so funny to me that this happened. Like, I right. feel bad for him because it sucks. But right. at the same time, like, this six-year-old was kicking, man. Yeah. So for the next week, they were giving him double and triple shots of antifreeze. Every day he would pass out, take a nap, wake up, and ask for another shot. I don't even think I'm like, like this man had to be like, Real healthy or something. No, he just... Well, he wasn't a poor al- homeless alcoholic. He was not that healthy. Okay, but for his body to be able to sustain that much antifreeze? Like, just, there's, like, something... Mike, Mike the Durable. He must have, like, three kidneys or something. Yes. There's no way. He is pretty damn durable. I think he's just got a several kidneys. <laughs> Four livers. I don't know. Uh, since that wasn't working, they decided to switch to turpentine which damages the lungs, respiratory system, and central nervous system when inhaled, and when consumed, it ruins the renal system. So he drank glass after glass of this, then left, came back the next day, and asked for more. Jesus. (laughs) Imagine just being like, that was pretty good. They're like, that was straight antifreeze. You're like, how much does that cost? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, can I get some more? What is that, like quality whiskey? (laughs) Top shelf. (laughs) Well, liquor is just antifreeze. (laughs) So... They then switched to horse liniment, which they would mix with rat poison. And Mike just kept on coming back. <laughs> um, Nothing faced him. And then Pascoa told the others that he knew of someone who had eaten raw oysters with whiskey and then died. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh my well, god. Did they know for a fact that the raw oysters and the whiskey together were what killed him? I don't know, just, but they decided was to Was it just it? a coincidence? <laughs> it might have been a coincidence. They're like sitting around the table, like, just... throwing ideas at each other. I once knew this man, okay? <laughs> I know it's gonna sound a little off, but he ate some raw, raw oysters, oysters. Drank some whiskey and died. So I think we should try it. What yeah, well, they did. They're, so like, <laughs> they're like, we've got nothing at this We've point. given this dude yeah. an yeah. for his yeah. So they... Gave him tainted raw oysters with wood alcohol. And he's like, he he should be dead. Like, when he left, he's like, that dude's not living. He came in the next day. So they're like, okay, let's feed him some other poison food. Maybe he's like a vampire or something. I don't know. I don't know, but this man. He's immortal. I want to meet him. I yeah. Like, I wish I could meet him. Because he'd probably still be alive today if yeah. things hadn't continued. Uh, so Murphy opened a can of sardines and let it go bad before he put it on bread. With carpet tacks. So they had shaved the tin can and put it in the sandwich. Malloy ate the sandwich and drank some wood alcohol. He came in the next afternoon and asked for another one of those appetizing sandwiches. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is she eating? Nails. Like, I feel like nails. I've said that line <laughs> 87 times already, but it's like... It's just straight nails. up with this guy? Oh my God. And how is he not like... Grown suspicious of like all the weird stuff they're doing. Like, here's a sandwich. Yeah, try this drink. Like, 
And at this point, why haven't they moved on? Apparently, consuming things does not kill them. I, I feel so. like at this point, it was a pride thing, though. Like, you've tried to kill this man this many times. I'd be like, we're killing this dude. I yeah. don't even care anymore. If, I don't even need the insurance. Right. I'm gone. Right, but my thing is why oh. consuming things is obviously not working. I would move on to well, something else. Well, they also had that idea. Yeah, after the 87th yeah. time. <laughs> okay. Well, what they decided to do is what they had done to Marino's ex- or old girlfriend. Okay. Deceased girlfriend. They waited until he passed out, and when it was the coldest night of the season, when there was a snowstorm, it was about negative 14 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. They carried an unconscious Mike to Claremont Park, left him shirtless in the snow behind some bushes, and poured five gallons of water in him, on him. And left in him. him. In him. <laughs> on him and left him there. The next day, Pascoa came in complaining of a headache from the night before from being out in the cold. Mm. Malloy came in asking for another drink while wearing a new suit. <laughs> Maybe the secret is alcohol. <laughs> the secret's just not giving a shit. No, it's alcohol. I think whiskey is just a power. Just start drinking whiskey all yeah, the time. Yeah, I think this is my sign. Um, yeah, so he came in with his new suit. He told them he got really drunk and woke up nearly naked. <laughs> and that the police found him and a welfare organization gave him some new clothes. <laughs> He's like, you'll never guess the night I had, yeah, lads. This guy's like... He doesn't realize what's happening and is, is like, loving life. Like, yeah, he's again, living every his best day life. Every day he's, like, amazing. He's like, I can drink myself stupid. He's like, I got all this free alcohol, free food, <laughs> free, free clothes. clothes, free place to sleep. Yeah. All right, so that's when they um, called Marino's friend, Tony Bastone. Tough Tony. Tough Tony. Tough Tony Bastone. That's what you should call your sister. Tough Tony. Tough Tony. I will. Who was a professional killer. What's your type? What do you do? Professional, professional killer. killer. Pulls out his business card. I'm Tough Tony. <laughs> Tough Tony. Professional killer. <laughs> At your service. <laughs> um, so Bastone said that they um, should stop with all this like fancy stuff and just kill Malloy outright. Yeah, like, I mean, at this him. point. And Marino's like, no, it has to be an accident. He's like, just don't make it obvious that it was you. Right. Great. Thanks. That's not what we were doing. <laughs> right. At three in the morning, Marino and Bastone put... Malloy in the back of Green's taxi and took him to a deserted intersection. They stood, so they held him up in the intersection while Green drove at them going 45 miles per hour. And right when he was about to hit Malloy, the two jumped aside and left Malloy in the middle. Green hit him and then they left him in the middle of the street to die. They hit him going 45 miles per hour. Like over him? Or did he like hit the they front fit, and like flow over I think they know? said he, they hit him and then ran over him. Oh, okay. So like... Pretty solid. Yeah. Probably. And then Malloy stopped coming into the bar for days. And after two weeks, they're like, he's got to be dead. But they couldn't find him in the obituaries, in morgues, or hospitals. So they're like, fine. We'll just have someone else be Malloy. We'll get a new victim, claim his life insurance. So they um, found a homeless man and tried to perform a hit and run, but the guy survived. Malloy. Yeah, they're supposed to be really bad <laughs> at really bad. people. That's all. Malloy walks into the bar after three weeks and apologized for his absence. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> he said that he'd woken up in the hospital with an awful thirst after a car accident. I like how he's always thirsty. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in a car accident, but I have a powerful thirst. <laughs> and he had suffered a concussion and a fractured so- shoulder. Wow. And he assured, then he proceeded to assure them he was fine and said, I'm sure ready for a drink. <laughs> Too much. This is too much. <laughs> I just I can't. Literally, though, like, it's such a mood. Like, you yeah. know when you're like, you know what? I've been through some stuff. Right. Give me some, some of that. Give, good, give me some of that wealth that you got back there. 
So, on February 23rd, 1933, the group waited for Malloy to pass out before they took him to Murphy's house. There, they put a hose in his mouth, connected it to a gas jet, and turned it on. He died within an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's so awful. Yeah. Poor man does not deserve that. He was pronounced dead of labar pneumonia, and noting that alcoholism was a contributing factor. Frank Manzella signed the certificate, and he got 50 bucks for faking the death, like, saying it was an accident. Uh, 50 bucks. Worth it. Hey, that's how much today? Probably still not enough. That's a thousand bucks. All he had to do was fake a signature, fake a death certificate. I mean, but then you're a conspiracy to commit murder and... A thousand bucks, man, a thousand bucks. Must be nice to be rich, (laughs) McKinley. I'm just saying, a thousand bucks ain't gonna get me far. You could buy so many presents for your cats. It's literally like one month's rent. You could buy so much for your cats, One month's rent to fake. (laughs) That is not worth it. This was during the Great Depression. I'm pretty sure it would be. No. So, police kept hearing about the durable Mike Malloy all over town. (laughs) Believe it or not, because... Oh, he made me (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I would probably talk about that, but you hear that guy that just drank straight in a freeze? Did you guys know that we tried to kill this guy? (laughs) Dude, I swear to God, I'll tell the police myself. (laughs) And so they were also suspicious because Marino was in prison when the insurance company went to pay him. So they're like, "Mm, this is kind of weird. When they heard that, like, Mike had finally passed away, they exhumed his body and had it examined and discovered it was not accidental. Basically, um, they all turned on each other. Believe it or not. Mm. All these men. He's like, green. They seemed like such a strong group. I I think it was green confessed because... He didn't get paid what he was supposed to. Their tough Tony had died, so they couldn't get anything on him. But the five men were put on trial and convicted with um, Menzella. The mm-hmm. doctor was held as an accessory after the fact. And Green was the only one of the five men not executed for wow. the murder of Mike Malloy. Wow. That's literally insane. It's a wild story from start to finish. Like, I think one of the most insane it doesn't sound believable. Of, I no. tell people that story all the time. They're like, there's no way. I'm like, he was eating carpet tacks, you guys. <laughs> and he's like, that's a good, like, that's literally, a good crunch. Literally, a little bit of any one of those things would probably kill me instantly. Oh, like, well, I, don't think, I get sick from I don't think my body's that durable. I, don't I have a beer. I'm like, I'm not going to make I it ain't that tomorrow. healthy. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe the trick is to be super unhealthy and just get wasted on whiskey every night. I personally believe that's the secret. <laughs> I mean, they say a glass of red wine. Yeah, glass of red wine. Margaritas. My brother. Yeah, tequila, yeah. Oh, man. margaritas. I love a good tequila. You know what? Do you ever go to Los Secas here in town? Yeah. I love their margaritas. Okay, thank you. Can we go to margaritas sure. next week? Yeah, I'm down. <sighs> all right. Okay, sorry Is for all the else talking. we need to talk about? Michigan. Mm, I do, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Michigan, I do, yeah, Michigan is great. Great, and we love it. And. Great. Great, 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 great. Oh, my God. Oh! So, sheep. Oh. Speaking of Michigan, sorry. I was just Speaking so of Michigan, we, like, really and, were, like, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan and, like, the whole accent or... Oh, God, I hate on, her accent. Right. Um, yeah, apparently, ours is, like, really... Which, I don't really think... Okay, Do you have so a Michigan I go back, accent? Yeah, I don't think I have a Michigan accent, but... I don't know Michigan accent. Yeah. I don't know if I have one Are apparently, like... Very distinct. Yeah, very distinct. Like... I don't remember who who it was, but they were telling me they were down south, and someone was like, "Are you from Detroit?" Like you knew immediately. Yeah, people can I my it happens to my aunt in Alabama. People That's knowing so Tony and Louisville, mm-hmm. but it, it's so funny because even people in Indiana, my cousin, 
She's mm-hmm. like, when she moved to Indiana, people were, would ask her. They'd be like, you say that weird. Like, it's, literally, it's right there. I, I, a lot of people will, like, do think that I have, like, a yeah. more Indiana, Chicago accent. But I I'm like, don't know, because people say I talk weird all the time. Yeah, um, I, get, I get it, too. But, yeah, I don't know why. I don't why. think you talk I, weird. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I don't think I talk weird. Well, but. it's really funny, because, like, during the 50s, there was a language... Mm-hmm. I researched this, but mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, it's weird, guys. There was a language shift in like the Midwest. So originally in the fifties, people from Michigan talk or like forties or whatever talked like people from Indiana, Ohio, and um, the people just teenage girls started talking differently, like changing how they pronounce things, and that's why Michiganders have that different accent. It was like a language shift that started that's in high so school. So weird. Which teenage? I was gonna say. I wonder if it's like uh, the Canadian or like Wisconsin, like people moving down the line and we're oh um, i don't know but yeah so and um is it that's like why the... we talk about... and it's shifting back now wow so people like in so like 50 years we'll know like michiganders will have like a really like older people have a really strong accent did you know like the is it okay actually i don't want to say did you know but isn't it like the midwestern accent is like is like the american english that's accent? they say like, that that's... like the generic generic yeah. Um, I heard that somewhere. I love it. They say it's like that, but other people say that it's other places. Hmm. I personally think like, I don't know. I don't think I have an accent. I don't think most people in Michigan have a strong accent. No. But obviously we do. Well, I guess if you think, I mean, obviously we do in comparison to like Southern people. Are yeah. But, know, but like, yeah, you wouldn't, I would never like be able a, to pick someone out and be like, I would be like Northern. Michigan. But yeah. like, I guess like Georgia has a different accent than like Texas. Like, hmm. so I guess. Yeah, like, just that generic, because I don't, unless you're from, like, the city, like, you're not going to have a strong accent anywhere. Right. Like, like Chicago, people from Chicago might have an accent, but it's not like all of Illinois has that accent. Right, exactly. It's not like everyone the only, in the only, Boston. I was going to say, the only accent that I could, like, pick out is, like, Brooklyn <laughs> or, I was, or Boston. I was watching, um, what's it called? Oh, Worst Cooks in America, mm-hmm. and it's season one, and the chef on there is from Boston, and there's a guy named Mark, and he's like, Mark! Mock, mock, mock. <laughs> like stop, mock. That's funny. So if you think that we have, <gasps> if you think that we have strong accents, if yeah. you could tell we're from Michigan, or if you can, tell... <laughs> even if you haven't by if, how if, many if times by we our accent, Michigan. But also, if Michaela and I have different accents, yeah, please let us know. If yeah. you think that I don't have a Michigan accent, or if you think sometimes I talk in random accents, let me know because I'm not aware of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Yeah. So cool. We great. hope to hear your, your accents someday. <gasps> yeah. Call if, us. Especially if you're Irish. At 989. No, I'm just kidding. 989. 555. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you next I just stabbed myself with a